On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if this week's Flash prepares us for the finale, if this week's Sweet Tooth shows us the joy of a stolen ice cream truck, and if the X-Men are ready to say goodbye to Charles while we also have to say goodbye to them. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book, as well as some of the animated ones. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. And tonight, you guys, it's a bit of a hashtag boys night, because it's the boys here introducing boy number one, of course, is Ryan. Oh, Cassie. Um, I think that I could uh, probably be boy number one and boy number two. I just have so much testicular energy right now mm. i am like vibing i am vibing right now just manliness right that's uh, not, i that's not why i, I did wanted on a boys night i didn't want to immediately mention the amount of testosterone you got going on just before we started recording i made you both and mike is here by the way i uh, made you both hey. watch <laughs> me eat a banana and i yeah. eat it with such vigor such so- Vim. Oh god! Yeah, Vim Piss and vinegar, vinegar soaked banana. <laughs> I, I ate a uh, pickled banana and it was delicious. Pickled and piss. You really like dragged out the process too. Like you know, you weren't just like here's a quick little snack. You really made us watch you eat this banana. Yeah. Uh, you guys both had to hum the what's that stripper song? What up? While I eat the entire banana, that sounds like some Muppet (laughs) shit. So (laughs) the last time Ryan was in a strip club was the 1930s. Anytime anything (laughs) happened before 1989, Cassie declares that it's some Muppet shit. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's her ageist. uh, Citizen Kane, what is that? Some Muppet (laughs) shit. shit. Some classic Muppet (laughs) shit. If I've ever seen it. What a good oh, Diane Feinstein was that some Muppet shit? <laughs> no, wheel wheel that Muppet in here, wheel that Statler and Waldorf into the Senate Let to me have tell that dying Muppet what I think about her to her dying Muppet face. Cassie, are we just Muppets to you? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. When you guys are talking, I'm just like, this is fucking classic Muppets. This is this is the thing uh, with uh, what's his name from Thirty Rock. Kenneth. Kenneth. Kenneth sees all people older than him as Muppets, <laughs> and so. I'm finding out right now, along with our audience, that you have been looking at me and Mike for this entire time as old-ass Muppets and never questioning who who was puppeteering them, like who was doing their voice. I don't want... Well, you don't want to... That's like, you don't go to a magic show and go, tell me how you do the trick, so you're not going to ask those questions. This Muppet gets it. I would never want that. (laughs) Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you not make the T so hard at the end of Muppet? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. That's our word. My apologies. But I hate to break it to you guys. This is a generational thing. Um, Anybody below, like, a couple years older, younger than you guys um, does see you as Muppets. So just go for it. That's fine, because the Muppets are great. 
Yeah. They're getting Love a, the Muppets. They're getting a real resurgence right now. Yeah. Muppets Mayhem is supposed to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, can, can we maybe uh, change Cassie's intro to be like any... TV show based on a comic book or Muppet property. <laughs> yes. Because we should review the Muppets Mayhem show. It's great. Mike, um, just knowing the little bit I know about you um, and your childhood, I wouldn't be surprised gotcha. if you had a quick, um, like a moment in time when you tried to be a puppeteer. Uh, true or false? <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> That's one of those times I wish it was a video cast. So you could say I legit. Got sad remembering the bright orange <laughs> fluffy marionette I had. It's better than what Fuck. I thought she was going to say, which is, uh, uh, Mike, knowing your childhood, was <laughs> your father a human and your mother a puppet? <laughs> That's why I'm half sock. Yeah, how else would he be? Uh, yeah, it was true disappointment. Um, but I'm glad. How long did this um, this dream live on for you? You know, I'm pretty sure the strings probably got tangled in the first month, and then he haunted my closet yeah. for the next 10 years. Oh, so yeah. you wanted to be like a marionette person? Yeah, he was a marionette guy. Ooh. He had two legs, a long neck, and a head, no arms. Some sort of <laughs> demented fucking ostrich thing. <laughs> covered Are you in the fur. character from Buster Scruggs? I'm the pit character from Buster Scruggs. Well, <laughs> we found him, folks. We got him. <laughs> He's over here. Um, as much as I would like to dig into your past as um, a brief no, puppeteer, <laughs> we do have hey, a show to no, get to. No, no, there's no rule that says the intro should only last so many minutes. We can skip <laughs> talking about the Flash right. and dive into Mike's fucking it's, crazy ass history. It's so it's just so disappointing in myself that I had every nerdy ass dork kid hobby. But I was always too bad at them to even, <laughs> except for fucking devil sticks. Can, Cassie, can you even imagine Mike's no armed puppet trying to do tiny ass devil sticks and not having the arms to do it? It's just so sad. so sad. Sad. It's just <laughs> profoundly sad. I just would have liked to be friends with Mike around that age, but when he had already abandoned all of these and his closet was just full of mismatched, eighteen magic kits. Hobbies. <laughs> You open up any other closet uh, and like basketballs and tin cans fall out. But my, for Mike, it's the history of nerd <laughs> chemistry sets, fucking butterfly nets. Uh, also, you said you would have loved to be my uh, my friend at that age. You're the only one. Yeah, if, I mean, because if somebody would have loved to do it, they would have done it. They would have. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have the mic we do today. So thank you to all those kids. And what an original voice. I didn't have friends as kids. I'll be on a podcast. Thanks, Mike, for being <laughs> there's here. There's not tonight. enough of that. I don't think there's any of those around. You're the real one. Um, <laughs> Let's you get into comic book stuff, though. So that's why we have you here today. Um, we do have a big show because uh, coming up later, we will be talking about Sweet Tooth. We got Fear the Walking Dead, Riverdale. And guys, we are going to have to say goodbye to X-Men. Um, <gasps> this is... was it. We'll get to it. I I had such an emotional week. I did it not want to hit play. It was a bad time. I was. I'm not ready for this. I'm gonna push that off as far as I can. So let's go ahead and go to the main event where we're talking about the Flash. On this week's episode of the Flash, Eddie Thon is back and he is pissed. He wants his old life back, and the negative force, aka Nora, is gonna make it happen. Meanwhile, Cecile is bummed because she finds out she doesn't spend much time at home. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does the negative Flash present us with the final villain we need for Flash's end run? No. It was such <laughs> it was such 
I'm not going to ham and haw around this. When I realized we are 33 minutes into a 43-minute episode and Grant Gustin has not showed up, I was like, And 44 minutes away from the end of a nine-year, that's it. Which I thought this was. And yeah, him and Candace Pattinson, uh, like the, the, the heart and soul of The Flash and the two main characters and the best actors, not in it. But no, great. We have Nora back. <laughs> so important to focus in on the best actors of the series, just not present for most of this. Guys, I'm going to be real cool about this. I'm not going to uh, burn any bridges. The actor who plays Eddie Thon, uh-huh. and I'm blaming this on the dialogue, not the acting. Did he go... In the six years previous since he was on the show, did he go to unacting class to learn how to exactly not display emotion or read dialogue whatsoever? Yeah, I think he had to go in deep cover, and any emotion was... He just hasn't acted since then. He was deep cover for the FBI, and so emotion would kill him. Uh, he starts off the show by saying, I'm alive, and I need to know why. And he runs, he sprints out of the room. I and say that's that every morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about any well-delivered line of dialogue is that you sprint out of the room immediately. <laughs> Everything, like, this guy was dealing with a lot, and he had one level of emotion to deal with it all. Like, back from the dead, his love of his life is married to a guy he sacrificed his life for. Nobody fucking remembers this guy, and all of it, even. Do even you know, re- reactions to Monotone you, quiet or monotone loud? Those do you know who he is, Cassie? <laughs> this is a very specific reference, Cassie, but like, do you know who he is? Mike, after an, uh, a full night of karaoke trying to sing Taking Back Sunday, and it's like, <laughs> he's got that, it, it will never leave this register, but this is how my voice sounds now. That's, that, that's him this entire episode. Deep but cut even, for our friend group. <laughs> Even Mike, you could see there's emotion behind the eyes. Like oh, yeah. He's wanting to give you more. This guy, not wanting to give you anything what? more. <laughs> what if AI wrote a... Uh, so ChatGPT wrote a Mike program where it was only like he's saying Take You Back Sunday for four hours, but was also doing the robot the entire time he was acting? Is that Eddie Thon? That's Eddie Thon. I don't know if me or Eddie should be more insulted right now. <laughs> Mike... Let me just tell uh, 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 Denny's with you after a night of karaoke is exactly like this. I mean, right? <laughs> Where is my no life? Let me. I've never had breakfast before. I want my breakfast. You took my breakfast and I <laughs> sacrificed my last meal for you. To the server, you say, This could have been our breakfast. <laughs> Give me your daughter who should be my daughter. Uh. It felt like. It was weird emotions because they brought back this dude who um, I was like, this seems like a big character. This seems like it should be a big moment. And just nothing was really paying off for it. Is he as big of a character or was it kind of like a... He, he, he was, in, in the first season when I was like into the show, he was a big character. Yeah, yeah, he was Iris's fiance. Okay. And he did die. He was originally, he was the original Firestorm. It was him and Stein, Mr. Deo himself. Oh shit, I didn't remember that. Um. And what else? What else am I thinking? But about like him? the whole thing of that, like uh, how Iris was destined to be with Barry, and he knew that as part of their relationship. That's hard. That's rough. That, he yeah. he always was like, "Hey, it's Barry." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like knowing Barry's like, she's kind of my sister, but I love her. <laughs> 
it's just like this whole season we've been like they're bringing back some wild people like when when are the big hitters gonna be here and uh, they, they've pulled out some strings they made some real bullshit to be like this dude came back from life cassie i, I can't think of anybody who is wilder but i wanted to see least yeah than this person yes <laughs> and i'm sorry i have to correct myself he was not half of wild storm that was caitlin's dead fiance Robbie Amell, right. Stephen Amell's brother, was half of Arrow. A lot brother. of a lot of fiancés died in that first season. Uh, my twenty. They go back to twenty forty nine. Is that not Marvel's number? Year is that number or twenty ninety nine? That's twenty ninety nine. Twenty forty nine is anybody's game. I also I love that everybody looks exactly the same. Maybe you have a streak of gray hair. Uh, let's can we so twenty forty nine, which is twenty five years from now. Yes, Chester P. Runk, and I understand uh-huh. you got that name. You got that look. Does not look a single day older. The him and Allegra, they try to change everybody else a little, but him and Allegra, they're like, "Come on, we don't care." <laughs> Nobody cares and they even, about them. It's so weird because one of the characters, Cecile, shows up and talks about how she looks the same. Yeah, it's because she didn't... is twenty years older than her. She has like extra little crow's feet, and that's it. But you can't talk about one of the characters who look exactly the same when literally all of your characters look exactly the same. Fools. You fools. Um, we did have, as we mentioned before, there was a lot of Nora in this one because Nora um, is helping while Barry is in the future or in space or some shit. He's at the Watchtower, and for like DC comic heads, that's fun because that's the JLA. He's part of the Justice League, Cassie. Yeah, okay, satellite okay. space station. He's with other characters uh, named that. Superman and Batman. Ever heard of them? Heard of them? Lit. Maybe heard Kyle Rayner? No. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a rough one. <laughs> the second you su- you started with Superman, Batman, gotcha, like obvious ones, and then Kyle, Kyle is Rayner. Rayner. Kyle, <laughs> his superhero name, Kyle Rayner. <laughs> he was the artistic um, Green Lantern. But this, it was she. Get, they had this character have the moment where like she can play a bad character. Like she had two characters going on essentially because she gets taken over by the negative force, mm-hmm. which of course um, makes her evil. And it was just kind of like her playing evil. I I hate to like mediocre. It's mean, but like mediocre. She's <laughs> like, mediocre. It's, it's mean, but and maybe we've said this on other episodes before about the Flash, but like I feel like that over. The last ten years, I understand what the CW acting bar is. Like, I know mm-hmm. what like what I'm looking for. She is bad, and again, I She's for some reason I'm blaming the writers, which is so unfair because they're on strike right now and they need all the support that they can get. Uh, Not but, these ones. I support all the writers on strike except for the three <laughs> people who are working on the Flash. Still, her separate the three on this one. <laughs> I can't tell what's worse when she's acting like the good guy or acting like the bad guy. Like it's terrible. And then there's one point where somebody brings out a stone in their hand. Oh, then God. The and her face is in it, and then she just winks. She's her face is in the stone, and she winks, and it's the. It is the worst wink I've ever seen. Like, top five worst winks. If we're going to do that as a segment, I know who my number one is. Mm-hmm. I think about five years ago, this became very Power Rangers-like, but this episode specifically was the most... Rita Repulsa is a better actor than anybody we saw here. Uh, the, when the future... We're in the 2049, and they're all superheroes, and they have costumes like they never have before. They all forgot to act. They all got hit in the head Oops. with a baseball bat, and they were going to take down fucking... The putties. It mm-hmm. was absurd. They don't like, care. Let these people free. 
like the Power Rangers, at least like when the acting wasn't as great, there was action to keep you. There was explosions. Mm. There was nothing to keep you here. What's going to happen to Angel Grove? How about this shit? I'm watching late, late, late era X-Men the Animated Series, and that acting is better than anything I saw on tonight's episode. <laughs> there was also, like, the editing was weird. I didn't understand, and I'm, maybe it's a comic book thing, but the fact that they kept putting a rose up on the screen, yeah, like, dude, no. faded out rose. That like. was like, somebody fell asleep watching a uh, like David Lynch DVD, right? Like, they fell asleep watching Blue Velvet, and they were like, well, wouldn't this be cool if an unexplained flower was just in your face <laughs> if three or four times? What if the character Chester P. Runk got to edit this episode of The Flash? <laughs> but that would have been awesome if it, at the end it said, edited by Chester P. Runk, big letters in the middle of the screen. So you're telling me this was focused on so much, and you're telling me there's no purpose for this that... Not no, I mean like I mean beautiful, Cassie. You know that me and Mike are uh, in our infinite film wisdom are two of the greatest film geniuses of all time. No, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. The, Love like it. just insanity. Love it. It was bring your nephew to work day, and that kid made some decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess like, and this is this was the penultimate. This was the yeah yeah. That's. I, I was mm-hmm. bummed. I also I was flabbergasted because I thought this was the finale. <laughs> and I was like, what the <laughs> shit? The Flash isn't in the Flash finale? And then I was like, oh, no. What the shit? We're doing this for the main event again next week? God damn. God damn it. And we have, like, it seems like it It ended on this cliffhanger of us not knowing if um, Thon Thon is going <laughs> to uh, <laughs> take over this negative force so he could take back his life, get the love of his life, become the hero and everything. And, I, like, it's supposed to be dramatic, and I just, I don't have it in me. Well, no, I mean, like, in his time off, learning how to act and react and unact, uh, he gets upset, and he screams at Iris uh, that I will fuck up you, Barry, and everything you both love, and then sprints out of Iris's apartment while still staring at Iris. So making <laughs> eye contact, but running in a different way. <laughs> what if he just slammed it into the wall? Because <laughs> like, we don't is, all have speed force, bro. He yelled that because she said, no, nah, I'm going to stay with my husband of 40 <laughs> yeah. years at this point. And that, he was like, well, fine. I'll burn the world. I'm going to go... I'm going to go door to door in a neighborhood that I know to be full of married spouses. And I'm just going to knock on the door, see if they will, one of them will hook up with me. And if not, I'm going to scream that and run away as I'm screaming. Staring it. at them. It's like after he looks at all the photos of them together, too. He's like, what a happy life you guys have built. Could be me, though. Have you thought about that? It's just that the guy who's playing, uh, what's his name? Thon? Eddie Thon. Thon, Thon. Eddie. He's like, oh, you want to bring me back? That's cool. That's cool. Let me read through the script. What? No. I like <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> and he showed it. He showed it feels like they put in his contract in season one, hey, we no matter what you're doing in life, we can bring you back and use your character however we want, and you cannot escape this. What is the big bad for next episode? Next episode, it's, by the way, is what we're covering next week. No, mm-hmm. I know. Oh, we know. We know, Ryan. It's it's him as the negative speed force, I guess. Yeah, it's gotta be. Because I feel like Cecile, as a virtue, call me a virtue now, punched the speed force or the negative speed force out of Nora. Nora, yeah. So now it's going to be in Thon Thon. Thon Thon. Thon Thon's time. 
it's such a bummer because they kept there were so many things of like you know use your power like your emotional power to connect to him and stuff and i swear to god if there's not a big battle and it's all just like here's a fucking speech to get the negative force out of you which it's gonna be (laughs) guys guys i'm not looking forward to it i'm so excited for this to be done it, yeah. It okay, but like, is there a chance that the next episode is like a quality hour of television? In well, what universe? I would say, being the one who gets hoodwinked the most by the Flash, uh, in the beginning of this season, I was like, I watched it and went, I don't know, guys. The Flash, it's I don't know. And then I'm sorry, I'm sorry that 18 times have you had to tell me no, buddy. Don't don't let it pull you in. But like, if we had timed it better, we could have done this episode of X Men with next week's episode of the Flash. So, mm-hmm. like, this is a bad episode, but you got me. Is there you any way that The Flash me. does that? <sighs> no, I think they've burnt so much goodwill, and none of the characters we cared about, even the ones that are left, aren't them. Like, Keon has been around half of this seat. Like, who cares about... Chill Blaine was in this episode more than Barry Allen. Chill Blaine. Chill, Chill Blaine, Blaine had one of the moments of the week where he was like... <laughs> the moment of the week. <laughs> should I not say it yet? Say it. Say it. We're transitioning. It's, it's moment of the week. Time. Go for it. <laughs> I got sucked into that fucking thing, that fucking negative flash. But I loved Barry so much, it didn't matter. I just loved him. <laughs> he gave me so many second chances. Yeah, bro. A couple of those were like three weeks ago, and you were trying to literally kill him. What are you and talking about? And you hated about? him because of it. <laughs> there was, he was straight up. He was like, and every day I thought about how much I loved that guy. And I was I, like, What? <laughs> Just like Thom Thon went to Iris and said, hey, be with me. I think Chill Blaine's about to say that to Barry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's adorable, though. That would, I would be here for it. The and Flash, then, do it. And then, and then Barry's like, no, I don't really like you. You're like one of my friend's ex-boyfriends, I think. And then he's going to run out of the room, turn his head, turn around his shoulder, staring at Barry the whole time. I, I would just love if fucking Thon's, this Thon, like Eddie Thon's whole thing the entire time was like, I will not say anything to you until I'm running out of the room while saying it to you. That's just his thing. <laughs> it's just his character choice. It's what he's doing now. Uh, all right, you guys, that was it for this episode of The Flash. It is Wednesdays on the CW. Um, you can watch the final episode of this whole thing with Ooh. us next week because we will be covering it. Let's talk about some websites, though. Mike? You got any new website ideas rattling around in that head of yours? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, bro. Sherbertnips.org. <laughs> nope. Summers are coming, <laughs> and you know what you want. You want refreshing sherbet, and you want those nips out. Why not combine the two? Explain. What does that mean? I think I said it all, Cassie, but if I must, <laughs> I can keep going. Now, I'm just worried. Like, Are you dipping the nips in the sherbet? Yeah. So th- they're like fun It's colors, a bit of a nip or? dip. I think we have a question, Mike. Um, are these uh, frozen nipple-shaped treats that you could pop in your mouth and you know mm-hmm. that they taste like nipples? Or are these uh, nipples uh, that people own, their, nip- their own nipples <laughs> that produce sherbet for you to suck upon during the hot know. summer day? I don't know if I've ever thought about owning nipples, but <laughs> I feel like we more coexist, my nipples and I. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's uh, we've created a genetic modification based on... AI. Technology from it's Chat GPT, Cyberdyne Industries, uh, technology from Jurassic Park. Uh, we've created how to. You have nipples. Can you sherbet me? Yes, Robert De Niro. Yes, we can. And you can. It's based feed on your that fake conversation that you had in your head. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a real conversation I, I had in my head. All had that conversation, Ryan. <laughs> and so, yeah, pick your flavor. We inject you. We just put you in the tube. Shoot some rays. Now you got Ryan. plum sherbet coming out of your nips. Uh, the flavor I pick is nipple flavored. Mike, <laughs> you guys got we nip flavor. Are you... still working on that because right now it kind of tastes like those orange peanuts. Uh, that are uh, better circus peanuts. Circus peanuts. Yeah, delicious. But what is... that does taste nipply to me. Hate it. What's the best flavor you're working with right now? I mean, I'm a guava guy, mm. and everybody knows that about me. <laughs> guava nips all the way. Guava nips is what they called me in middle school, and I made them <laughs> rue that. Hey, Mike, I've always wanted to suck on nipples that taste like my nipples. Do you have that? Mm. That I perfected nips? first, actually. is the delicious cold flavor of Ryan nips. He's just waiting for the people to demand it, um, and then he can release it for the world. It's They're his so own stash. Mine are well, so tiny, ev- though. For every... Yeah, but the flavor is not. No. The flavor is not tiny. At all. Uh, the, the, the sight lasts for a second. The flavor lasts for days. <laughs> the strange mix of salty and sour yeah. that are Ryan's nipples. You're right. Boys night. It's happening. Boys night. <laughs> and it's important to note that uh, instead of some chest hair, I have a little pubic hair that comes out of my nipples. So is any of that in there? Just the flavor. We couldn't quite get the essence down yet. Uh-huh. And you're right, Ryan. It, that is so important. Thank you so much for bringing that <laughs> but up. You guys, you guys ever know those people who have like no chest hair but some pubic hair on their nipples? I do, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a medical yeah. condition. <laughs> pubic chestitis. I think that, guys, I think that I might have pubic chestitis. Uh-oh. I, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's brave of you to announce here. Well, Mike... Um, I think I announce it on every show. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll say it next week. Just in the way he says anything, you can tell. <laughs> Um, I'm going to help you out, Mike, because I know you're working on getting all these flavors right. You don't got time to build a website. I'm a scientist first. Yeah, science first, website second. And that's the opposite for cybersprout.net. Um, they do everything with websites. Really? Bro. They, they, <laughs> websites first, science second. That's yeah, that's cool of them. Cyrus motto, um, and that's because they offer premium hosting that's specifically built for WordPress. They handle security, <gasps> maintenance, backups, feed optimization. They even even migrate your website for free. They focus on collaboration. They love um, sherbety nips. So drop on over to your friend cybersprout.net. That is it uh, for that. Coming up next. Now uh, hold on. Cassie, uh, I yep. think that, first of all, uh, do they have a website for pubichestitis, first of all? <laughs> they they will help you make it. I can't promise that they it's don't, like... Yeah, they in, don't just make websites, Ryan. They help you They're not help like cold calling, like, I think this needs to be a website. It's like, if you have the idea, they make it happen. Okay, and second of all, Mike, um, Cassie was talking pretty fast. Did she say, I have sherbetty nips slow enough, or we can make that a drop? <laughs> Cassie, say it again. <laughs> You'll never catch me on this trap. <laughs> Coming up next, pull list. Wow, way to avoid the trap of Cassie, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> we are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, the Riverdale Bulldogs need to win a high school basketball championship in order to save the town. Archie and his uncle go to recruit a Smallville farm boy with powers named <gasps> all together 
Clark Kent. Reggie Mantle. No, Clark Reg- Kent is not in this show. Uh, Reggie Mantle. The problem, as far as everyone in Riverdale is concerned, is that that motherfucker has a Korean mom. Oh, because we're in the 50s still. Mm-hmm. And is therefore, he's, he's dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Veronica puts the full court press on every dude in town with the pickup line, I own a theater. Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is Riverdale the show that is best suited to deal with race? I can't think of a show that could handle it with more nuance and gentle thoughtfulness than Riverdale. <laughs> They're I like trust we w- no one else. We will treat this half Korean person the best, and that is by uh, calling him uh, whatever the Korean word of N word is the entire show. Fun. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what that is. Did but, they like, Riverdale it up? Did they call him like? What was it? Jingle Jangle? Jingle Jangle. Like they, 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 they called him some sort of nonsense? They called him South Jingle Jangle. It was <laughs> terrible. Uh, but no, they would fill his ri- uh, locker with rice and mm. say, is that enough rice for your family to eat? Um, <laughs> things like that. Well, I mean, that's not Riverdale the show doing it. They're speaking is, on it. You know? Right. That's that's what they're doing. Is they're, they're dealing with race. And then finally, Archie... Um, when uh, the Blossom Boy is going to pass to awesome. Reggie Mantle, uh, says, "Here, take the ball, Banana Boy." Which was that? Mean? Why? I I think is a Korean. I guess is a Korean insult. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie knocks him the fuck out. Oh, I thought s- Archie said it for some reason. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Archie punches him the fuck out and says, "Look." All of us are bothered by the fact that this person is Korean, but we have to we have to get past that. So I think even in their dealing with it, they're not really fucking Riverdale. I would love to know what writer pitched that line and their reasoning. He's like, no, he is the best at basketball, and that's good enough for us, right? Wow, Riverdale. There's um this time in the fifties has been a journey. They're trying to do so much here, and I don't know how it's all gonna work for them. That's how I'm gonna offend you now, but here's how I'm gonna offend you later. Um, Veronica puts the full court press on everybody in the town, including a gay guy. Um, the gay guy that is a normal character, regular character. What's Kevin Keller. Kevin Keller is like, hey, Veronica, maybe back up a little bit because. I'm with him. And Veronica is delighted to find out that this person is not a prospect. She just loves to have two gay buddies. And she loves the fact that, oh, my God, now I have two gay friends and talks about it incessantly. Is that even more offensive? Like, that tracks. Are we? Are, I thought we were past that as well, of these white bitches being like, I love gay friends. That feels very 90s to me. Uh-huh. Um. And why? What are you doing, Riverdale? <laughs> it's nineties, but it's so deeply ingrained in the blood, you guys. They gotta gotta get your gay best friend. I love how this twenty twenty three show is commenting on the fifties as if it was the nineties. That's awesome. <laughs> and it means something. But she does have a movie theater, so I mean there's... Oh, at one point she says, Um, hey, uh this gay guy, I think his name is Clay. Hey, Clay, uh, you probably want to know me. My name is Veronica. Uh, I own the movie theater. Yes, I own my own businesses. 
That's sort Hell of undeniable. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Boss ass bitch. Boss. Bitch. Bitch. Um, should we go to moment of the week? Yeah, Cassie, my moment of the week <laughs> is where uh, yeah. Jughead takes uh, Tabitha to the movie theater, despite the fact that they are a uh, white and black couple. That's fucking crazy. But he orders one of every single candy. One of, like, I mean, hundreds of candies. And it's not like Kit Kat, it's all skit scat, because this is sure. Riverdale world. Yeah, He orders hundreds of things. And then two jokes, back to back. One... He orders all of them and then looks at Tabitha and says, would you like anything? Nailed it. Boom. Hilarious. And then Veronica says, that'll be 65 cents. Nailed That's, it. That's, yeah. Woo. Come so on, she guys. She owns the theater Woo. and she's working the counter? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, she's also working the counter. <laughs> Again, and she is working it. Boss ass hmm. bitch. Riverdale's Wednesday's on the CW. Our next show is Fear the Walking Dead. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, wait, hold on, hear me out on this. On the season eight premiere of Fear the Walking Dead. Eight. We jump seven years into the future and meet a little girl named Rin who is in a camp ran by a dude named Padre and being raised to be a stone-cold walker killer. One day, Rin finds that Madison locked up in a room who turns out to be her mother, only she doesn't remember because Padre brainwashed her. In the end, Madison escapes and takes Rin with her. Taste buds, I ask you, do you wish somebody would have taken you away from a dude named Padre? I wish uh, somebody took me away from my uh, dude name, my father. How about that? Because he was so like, oh, I'm going to nurture you and mm. I'm going to raise you. Who does raise that? Be a killer. Who the fuck does that? Um, but guys, the reviews are saying um, they think Fear the Walking Dead is on track with this season. They think it's going to be a oh, good one. Oh, this is the one. This they is the one. They think it's going to be it. Two, two things. One, that it's season eight horrifying. Ooh. Two, that... Madison, I think, was gone from season three to seven. Yeah. Like, and they're just like, nah, she's a main character again. Fuck it. She's hey. um been in this basement, apparently. Can we just say, like, Pinky's way right now. Let's just say, hey, Caitlin, all of us are watching it this week. <laughs> yeah, Let's just good. do this this next Let's, week. And then be like, every week. No, no, no. I know we <laughs> fooled you last week. <laughs> this week we're doing it. It's going to be good. Can we do that for two half seasons? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, we can. She'll be down. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead is Sundays on AMC. Our next show is Sweet Tooth. On the fourth episode of Sweet Tooth, as Big Man reckons with his sins of the past, Gus becomes a target for anger and suspicion. Ronnie's misgivings multiply, and Becky begins basic training. Meanwhile, General Abbott makes an example of Gus. Dr. Singh obsesses over his research ahead of an important presentation. And Becky crosses paths with a frenemy. Taste buds, I ask you this. That fucking antler. I don't... Uh, look, I like we made fun of the people who thought that Rocket Raccoon's surgery last week. Like, that, that was a big deal. Losing that antler was so hard for me. <gasps> Gus lost an antler because he That's gouged so somebody with it? Yeah. That was, is hard. Was he awake during it? Yes. They took a saw oh. to his antler. Oh. Which Does is like... Hurt? Uh, uh, that part I actually don't know. But it's like taking a part of like, oh, you're too... This cultural... You're like, this right. too much of a race for me. So therefore, I'm going to take it away. Both of them or just one? Just one. Cut one clean off. 
Shia? Which is almost worse. You, yeah. Maybe taking the second one off. Is that fucking General Abbott? Yes, it was General Abbott. Is his Fuck accent guy, still bro. changing every time he talks? It is. It, it There was a lot of that in these two. And his brother is just American? <laughs> Have they gotten into that? Well, yeah, because General Abbott went to the school of bad guy talk. Yes? We go. We talk like this some of the time, and then sometimes we talk like normal. And then we talk like this. It's like Jiminy Glick if he was a supervillain. <laughs> and his brother is just a goofus with a heart of gold and a voice of an angel that we found yeah. out at dinner. A <laughs> uh, couple of things I want to point out that are important to you two knuckleheads. Um, uh, what's his Billy? What's the little gopher name? Bobby. Bobby. Bobby, uh, Bobby got his necklace cut off. Bobby, Bobby made us. it out to the freedom. Bobby made it out to the freedom when it was raining and then looked up to the rain and they Shawshanked the fucking oh, show. Because he came through a tunnel. Because he Bobby came Shawshank. through a tunnel, yes. <laughs> uh, little Bobby Shawshank came around the house again for you. So this show is a big thumbs down for me. Oh, you no, you didn't like that? No, I didn't like that. Guess. Ryan hates Shawshank. Like Did he crawl through Muppet poop to get there? Um, they, uh, Dr. Addy and his wife went to mm-hmm. dinner with General Abbott. They had strawberry milkshakes. They were made from, uh, powder and the milkshakes were disgusting. I don't know what else you want me to report from this, from being on the front line here. <clears throat> we're getting that the strawberry milkshakes were disgusting. <laughs> How did General Abbott handle that when the Sings told him that, Ryan? He didn't like it. He, he thinks mm. of them as like, uh, basically between... Red glass folked and um, animal people, hybrids. It is crazy how little he's known about science, and he keeps screaming at Singh to do science better, even though General knows nothing about science. Is that crazy, Mike, as an American? No, it makes so no. much sense. That's how it works. Do it the way I want you to do it. I don't know how to do it, but do it. Do what I say. Uh, Ronnie, I think is her name, Dr. Singh's wife, mm-hmm. has become a main, main character. And maybe the only good person on this show. Oh, damn. Better than Gus? Yeah. Fuck Gus, huh? man. He Better lost an antler. He's Bobby? out of here. Yeah. No, Bobby, Bobby can fucking Bobby? suck rocks. Bobby pulls out, before he does his Shawshank, he pops out of the dirt and does a Caddyshack. Like, he is knocking <laughs> off all of the most overrated movies I've ever seen in my life. What else are you going to do when you have a full fucking puppet gopher? What else? <laughs> I guess go for an American beauty. I don't know, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, he's just going to be feathers all over. Feathers. Flower feathers is what I call petals. <laughs> all over his little <laughs> chest. Ryan, wasn't there... Weren't they close to a cure? Don't, isn't there a cure like that we're close to here? Or no? uh, yeah, so Dr. Singh came up with the cure, and then uh, General Abbott took it away and said, mm. no Fun. more of that. Oh, he does not want a cure. He does not he want wants a cure. It. No, because then he like. This is how he's in power: is to keep it uncured. Man, and he calls sucks. he calls in the three heads of the other states, uh-huh. the three other general abbots. Uh, one is like a kung fu person. One oh, is God. a hippie person, and the other is an Asian Texan cowboy person. And Mike. This is an Asian lady uh-huh. who's in charge of shit. Uh-huh. Like she's a principal. Uh-huh. 
Like she could be a principal in this world and in other worlds. Like gotcha. Newport Harbor. <gasps> really? Yes. It is Dr. Kim. She is played by one Dr. Kim nice. from the show The OC. I love it. Gotta love an OC report. It's been a while since we've had one. I'm glad it was Sweet Tooth that brought it to us. Um, Any other big moments? It's just Bobby who's out now. The kids are still trapped, but Bobby is a free little gopher. Well, and then uh, <laughs> Gus found freedom. And instead of like running away and being free, he interrupted the uh, the speech that General Abbott was giving to the three other heads of the family. Mm. He was he just walked in the middle and he was like, "Hey, uh, fuck all you bitches! <laughs> I'm Gus. I got one antler, and I don't give a shit about anything." <laughs> and it was pretty dope. Cassie, you, there's no moment of the week that's better than Gus being like Gus, walking Gus, sort of like Gus. to to the side because uh-huh. he's you know a Getting little less heavy. The yeah, there's mm-hmm. an uh, antler missing and just being like fuck all y'all and then they see that they're like uh we didn't know that they were babies that could talk that's mm. fucked up and general was-, was like no that's what makes it so fun is that there are babies <laughs> who can talk <laughs> that, that is crazy because well. they're like i heard one of them could talk when all of them including yeah. bobby talk bobby. like and the ones who don't talk are doing complicated <laughs> sign language and the guards are like Oh, one can talk. <laughs> They're also immediately screaming about their plan to escape as soon as they take a step away. <laughs> like, it's always unreal. Love those kids. Uh, <laughs> love those crazy kids. <laughs> love those crazy kids. Can't wait to see what else they come up also, to. Also, one more moment of the week. Uh, Dr. Kim from the OC says to General Abbott, oh, you want their resources? Speaking about the other two leaders, oh, we can take them. And then she's like, she snaps her fingers. And then a bunch of gunmen come out and just mow down the entire thing. Classic but you don't have those resources move. now. Like, you right. killed you the leaders, where they are. but you have no idea how to control those resources. Look, so. she was just a hoity-toity principal. She doesn't know how war works, man. Look, man, that is super dope when you snap your fingers and yes. people got, come out of limos and gun people down. But you don't have those resources. Plan, you got to plan better. Sweet Tooth is on Netflix. That is it for the pull list. Coming up next, you guys, it's X-Taz. Welcome to the final X-Taz Mania, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series. This week, we watched Graduation Day, and it is the one that ends it all for us. But before we get to there, we open up to an anti-mutant rally that has the biggest screen I have ever seen, you guys. Like, this is so important. Like, this is our final thing. But, like, when this started, were you guys like, is this the right one? Or have I seen this episode (laughs) seven million times? They've used this opening, just a different guy. Also, we've met Guy Rich. I swear they draw Guy Rich in a different way every time we see him. Like, suit, always that kind of off maroon red. That's the only way to indicate him. And he'll be screaming about but, mutants. But Here's even in confusing. Trump's America, I, I, I was thinking, like, are the, are, is the audience not tired of this fucking right. spiel? Because mm-hmm. this is not Graydon Creed, who we think his father, Sabretooth, ate. Though he, this time, Garage looked a lot <laughs> like Graydon Creed. I feel like when they drew it, they forgot which anti-mutant which guy one? they were <laughs> using. It was, like... It did. It did have that feeling because I was like, "It's graduation day." Like I didn't know what this episode was, but I didn't think it was going to be starting here it, at all. 
I like that they're like, well, we named it for us. There's no nothing yeah. about nothing graduation day. <laughs> also, because I was thinking, I was like, well, they're all adults except for Jubilee. What does this title mean at all? Well, yeah. does it, do you, did you guys do any research? Does anybody know? Like, did they know this was it when they wrote it or animated it? I don't mm-hmm. know. It um, seems like they did. When, yeah. And I know that X-Men 97, the Disney Plus thing, starts with Magneto as the head of the school. Right. Mm. So it feels like they sort of knew, but maybe not. Um, so right. it, it was it was an anti mutant rally. I think it's like the floor of the Senate or something. Mm. And this guy is trying to because I don't think Xavier would just be at an anti- like he just rolls out and is like <coughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> but you're wrong. Mutants are great. I didn't realize uh, that nobody knew Xavier that he was, was a mutant. mutant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Look at those eyebrows. What non-mutant <laughs> person would have those eyebrows? Look at his floating-ass wheelchair made out of gold. But They're just like, that's a normal-ass dude if I've ever seen one, and he Professor, just hangs out. Professor X is screamed at the ultimate conservative line, which is normal-looking people who defend mutants are mutants themselves. That's, oh, yeah. That is the conservative party currently today. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, is there's Guy Rich is putting forward the uh, mutant containment bill, and Xavier's like, you're going to just treat them like they're POWs? Mutants are usually the victim. I was like, how is it so prescient? <laughs> how? How did you get this right? God. Oh, it's probably from previous human history. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know I how forgot. that works. You know um, how some guy said the arc of justice is long, but it points towards hope? That was, I know he was smart and he gave a lot of good speeches, but that's fucking dumb. And was that was Bruce wrong. Wayne? It was Bruce Wayne yeah. speaking through Martin Luther King. And uh, it's wrong. He's wrong. We're trash. Humanity's <laughs> trash. You know what? Let the mutants take over, bro. Like, it's time for an update. They do have, um, at this rally after or this meeting, um, when uh, Xavier, after he talks, uh, gr- what's the dude's name? Guy Rich. Guy Rich. Shoots him with this little device thing, and it, it hurts Xavier's head, so he just sends out like a little beam to everyone i don't know it he all gives everybody boring. ice cream headaches yeah but yeah. no like what was that mike was it a mutant power exemplifier or it, it seemed like it like oh you think you're special i can shoot this at you and you'll do your power so hard because i couldn't tell that like if uh then professor x was like stopping cyclops and beast from coming into the into the room like don't do anything yet or if it was just like no yeah he odd because the whole room was like grabbing their head like oh no oh no in really great animation oh so good i I love the new look i love that for the last four episodes they changed the look (laughs) every time a different time slightly worse um while he's having this bad head time he does of course do the classic guys he fell out of his chair again they gave it to (laughs) us one last time shout out to them Maybe a good argument to not be in a floating chair and <laughs> fall out of it as much as Xavier does. They gave us wheels so on the highlights. ground. Go round and round. Just like a bus. But we have Xavier out of a chair. We have Beast trying to be incognito, which is always just a trench coat, no shirt, and yeah. a hat. Tiniest hat Raphael. you could possibly... Like a hat that covers literally none of your blue fuzzy head. Nothing. You're clearly and- still the Beast. Logan smells Xavier and he's like, he's dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which I assume that means Xavier pooped his pants, and that's why Logan knows that immediately. Oh, I thought the end of your thought was Logan smells. Like, <laughs> you know, why? Logan smells and nobody's talking about it. You guys are trying to go incognito, but Logan smells. Logan so, what smells is even the just point? Like so a beauty. <laughs> but but yeah. Logan, Logan's like, he's dead, and Beast is like, hmm. Though your sense of smell is quite sharp. Shut the fuck up, Frazier. <laughs> can we just, can we please mourn our fallen leader? Ah, mourning. <laughs> so he doesn't, Ed. he's so. not fully dead yet is what we find out. Because they get yet. him back to the, not dead. Um, they bring him back to the mansion, um, but they figure out that there's like nothing they could do for him. The only way they can help him is to connect to Lalandra. Um, mm. But... Xavier is the only person who can do this. So now they're fucked. Because it would take Gene nine months to send mind <laughs> signals. <laughs> I love this shit. To the Shi'ar. Uh, by the way, they all decide this over a uh, kitchen block conversation. Mm-hmm. And Rogue is leaning over that kitchen block. Mm-hmm. like I have not seen Rogue animated like this in a long time, guys. I knew we were going to mention it. It still isn't the horniest she's been drawn. It wasn't no, as... No, no, no. <laughs> That's the part where Apocalypse throws her to the ground. Yes. (laughs) Burned into my brain. (laughs) That's the part that I always compare it to. I was like, they did still give her a booty, but they didn't pop off as much as they have. So, um, but besides her booty doing all the work, we do have the mutants (laughs) over in Genosha. Everywhere, really. Everywhere. We we go through every single place a mutant is, and like Mm -hmm. we see everybody from the past. Like Sunspot, is it Sunspot and Wolfbane? Is that? Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane are arguing about what to do. Xavier's attacked, and Sunspot's like, let's kill them all. And Wolfsbane's like, well, that's not what Xavier is about. So this is where we get to our episode of Succession, where Wolfsbane's like, well, you know, case-by-case basis. I don't know what to do. And Sunspot's like, no, we need our leader. Who's our leader? Magneto, lead us. Lead us. I think you mean if it's Succession, he goes, "Uh, so so, what? We're going to fuckity-fuck and up the butt then? And uh, what's the move? But yeah, I just wish. love, I love that thing of like, uh, we don't know what to do, and so we just chant for our leader. Yes. Like mm-hmm. whatever he says, we'll do because we have no other ideas. Also, our leader it just lives in a cave up at the top of the hill with like mm-hmm. a little platform to come and that he walks out on every day, but doesn't say anything. It's a good. You know, what? Cassie, Cassie, other things do that. They're called cuckoo clocks, right? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> every every twelve hours he comes out and he's like, hello. Goodbye, and then goes back into the game. Oh, good. I'm late for dinner. I'm glad he came (laughs) and did that. They were literally just like, why doesn't he say anything? And I'm like, he's standing out there. You're telling me he never says anything? Like, what? He says, like, shit, I forgot to write a speech again. He's like, fuck, I gotta go back in. I don't know what I'm gonna say. Goodbye. And uh, while while this is happening, we find out that there's mutants uprisings all around, and the three cities they mentioned the mutants have taken over completely are Tehran, Ensenada, and Duluth. Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> Fucking Duluth, a big hit. <laughs> so I'm guessing three mutants live there and took it over. <laughs> Wasn't hard for them. That would be awesome to be the one mutant in Duluth and be like, ah, uh, trash can knocked over. I'm king now. I know all I got is furry. That's all I am. I got no powers. I'm just furry Woody Allen. But bitch, I'm the king of Duluth. <laughs> I run this shit. Hold on, Mike. A furry Woody Allen would sound a little bit like what? I, I, was, I just got so much hair. <laughs> <laughs> we do have, because um, the mutants are, there some are uprising, especially in Duluth. <laughs> they're, they're like, hey guys, we got to get this under control. 
Um, but Xavier can't make a speech. He's the only one who kind of reaches through to people. So that's when our boy fucking Morph comes through, morph, you guys. Morph, morph, <laughs> They're morph. still in contact with him, and he is still down. Not to go back to the classic uh, King v. Malcolm X version mm-hmm. of X-Men, but like this episode is sort of a pay into that of like leadership is all that matters. Yes. As, as, like, as long as we put somebody in uh, like the front of our plans, then we can do it. And it's not about whether they have the right idea or not. We just need somebody to be like, stop. They got the luck. Go. You know, like here is three, two, one. Now we're going. The smartest thing Morph ever did is not get in the floating wheelchair. He's in the classic like <laughs> 1960s <normal>. X-Men wheelchair <laughs> and quilt Professor X look. I'm so sorry. I tried to like lead the conversation away from Morph for 30 seconds. Absolutely away, not. We will not uh, stand away for from here. the dumbest character that this show is. Mm-hmm. Ever. Uh, but no, that's what ba- Xavier says. He's a hero, even though he's <laughs> fucked fucking, up. A I fucking quote. hero. <laughs> even though you're a fucked up little monster, you're still a hero. But we're back to Morph. Uh, Morph. Uh, <laughs> the reason why this episode is terrible. No, they gave us everything we needed in this final episode, including Morph. Um, but the speech there, mutants are still uprising. So, um, at the same time, Cyclops or Cyclops figures out that like, you know, all the mutants are going to Genosha, I believe. And so they're like, we got to get down there, but I don't know if we'll make it back. Um, Wolverine you down for this like suicide mission essentially. And I was like, I don't know why it's got to be a suicide mission, but okay. (laughs) They're done. done. It's so tough. (laughs) It seems like you can kind of just... Get to Magneto and have a conversation with him, but fuck it, suicide mission. And they're like, no, let's not tell the rest of our team. Yeah. <laughs> just but you then, and me, bro. Uh, what happens but like when they have this plan is that somebody that lives there and works there, Jinger. And is psychic. Walks in. <laughs> yeah. And is psychic. <laughs> and it knows what everyone is thinking. Walks in. And Wolverine's like, what? What? Yeah. Oh my God. How did you walk in here, Gene? She's like, hey, I'm his first student. I'm more powerful than all of you. I'm coming too, so it's not a suicide mission. And all it goes is, Jane. <laughs> but like, maybe don't be surprised by that. Like, he's a true idiot. She lives there. <laughs> time. I'm going to do that with my wife from now on. Every time I'm in any room and she walks in, just like, ah! Just throw your tray with tea all over it. My croissant. She made me drop my croissant. This is what, like, Wolverine's not doing good. He's like, you absolutely, he's like, hey, Scott, some reason into here. You can't let her go. And Scott's like, couldn't stop her if I tried. And I was like, why the fuck would you want to? Again, yeah. uh, she could protect you guys. Like, <laughs> Also, because Cyclops is classically the best dude, husband, This was the one person. time where I was like, he's no. not, like, fucking up here. Couldn't stop her if I tried. Ugh, God. And she's um, the reason their stupid plan works. Yeah. But they do, they get there, they interrupt, Magneto's going to make his big speech, finally, and that's when the X-Men show up, so he shoots down their plane, and it seems like they have died, but they knew this was going to happen, so they jump out of the plane, of course. They had full-on Universal Studios tram ride bubble landing. (laughs) Like, this was, (laughs) they put themselves in a bubble, but, like, they made it as exciting as possible for that (laughs) bubble to land. Like, there was a point where all three of them were like, Oh! And Wolverine, who cannot die, was like, took you long enough to catch him with your mind powers, Gene. Shut the also, fuck up, Wolverine. Just shut the fuck up. He should have slammed his ass the into the bottom of the ocean. He also, when he landed, made a big deal out of his hip hurting and shit. And I was like, we've seen you get thrown around so much. And you're going to be this much of a piece of shit when she caught you from falling out of a plane, yeah. bro? Because <laughs> he's a loser. 
and a cynic and alone <laughs> in life and mean. <laughs> that was her ex she was singing about in that song? <laughs> Taylor Swift was repeating Professor X's final Shut speech. up. After all of the Wolverine bitching about his hip and stuff, they go yes. up and interrupt Magneto's speech. And he's just like, I will kill you a second time. I do not care. And then Cyclops is like, Xavier has hours left to live, bro. And Magneto crumbles. He goes into his sad boy cor- corner, monologues for a hot moment, and then comes back. He's like, okay, fuck it. I, I got to help you guys. That's my boy. How many times does Magneto speak for more than four minutes without anybody else speaking? Because, guys, I was thinking Magneto more like monologuito. Am I right? Nailed Perfect. It. What is he, a podcaster? Uh, but Cyclops <laughs> walks out and says, hey, Magneto, we're here to talk. But that Shimmershine, that red glare on his visor is like open. Like he's got mm-hmm. trigger ready to pull. His yeah, they have triggers. a little bit of a scuffle, and then it's just like, hey, Bro-Bro's dying, so do you want to not? Does and- Magneto throw metal cave-made furniture at them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. Did he, like, hand-coat all of the cave? And also, why'd he make it look so shitty and only put in three pieces of furniture? If he's going to go through all the Because, like, that to- should have been a six-piece, right? Yeah, well, he at doesn't least- invite company up to the top of the Cuckoo Mountain. But it's still like you can make it look nice for you instead of like spending the time to shittily coat everything in metal. But, and it's still, there's only a couple pieces no, and no, it no. looks like garbage. Not shittily coat in metal. What I think is that he made incredibly handcrafted metal furniture and then shittily coated it in cave uh. to make it look like cave. <laughs> so people don't know where the furniture is. It's all yeah. an illusion. Because they were, they were caught unawares right. by cave furniture attacking them. <laughs> And that's because because I think that it was hand, handcrafted, incredible, impeccable metal furniture covered he's, in cave. He's got a talent. You're right. I'm sorry to disrespect him like that. Um, in but the fight does. Um, they do stop fighting. They go back to the mansion. Um, well, before in in this little scuffle, Gene's like his magnet has intensified my psychic field. You know, because yes. psychic is magnets now. <laughs> You know how that works. Again, the 90s. Oh, um, man. Mike, do we... We should have been screenwriters in a different era. It's like, Mike, <laughs> Mike, give me a line. Uh, her brain waves are magnetized by psychic fields now. Oh, beautiful, buddy. Beautiful. I love Let's it. Let's go yeah, smoke it. stogies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when she's like, hey, um, he's dying, and you are literally the only person who could save him because you got this power to blast out brain power even further, which is exactly what I need to do to reach Londra. Um, so they go back, they do that. Um, but like just when they get to send out this signal, um, Charles gets like a little bit of life in him. It's still not looking good, but he gets enough to say goodbye to each of his precious little babies. Can I ask you guys a question one. right now? Cassie, I'm going to start with you. Yeah. Everyone that you love is in front mm. of you. Are you like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that I get to tell everyone I love one last thing. Are you like, Oh my god, the pressure of having to come up with a different thing for each of these people. And depending, like you don't know who's gonna show up in that moment. Yeah. Which also <laughs> happened to him. Like he forgot about Beast for a second <laughs> and then just threw a quote out to Beast. Like he didn't Ah, you're blue. Dabba D. Dabba die as a weird what I like is it really solidified where he is with each person because some people are like my pupil, my student, blah blah, and Storm is like my beautiful. 
beautiful, beautiful friend. And you're like, oh, he, oh him and so Storm gorgeous. might have had a background that we didn't get into. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what about you? Are you like, do you love this moment? Like, you're going to make everyone remember I you? I pretend to like, be dead until half of them leave so I can talk. <laughs> Are you, Mike's the kind of guy who draws X's on his eyes and then sticks his he's, tongue out. Oopsies, all dead. And then whisper, I'm like, right. Ryan, tell me when most are gone. <laughs> most. Tell me when most but not all are no. gone. <laughs> I want to make it dramatic for a couple of these fucks. Um, but but yeah. that would deprive you, like, uh, Mike, you were my beating heart. I love you so much. You were my inspiration. You were my everything. Cassie, you were... Uh, In my life for fine. a while, too. <laughs> Cassie, you were so fine. <laughs> you're so, so fine you, were there. you blow my mind hey Cassie <laughs> hey Cassie it would be an honor to me <laughs> really if I turn it into me. a hey Mickey song that you absolutely <laughs> my dying moments <laughs> I hope that for our friendship <laughs> come on that, uh, no actually I'm talking myself into it that would be yeah, dope as shit that's, that's true so life good. that's great if Professor X <laughs> could barely raise his gray hands <laughs> to say and Nightcrawler you were so fun. <laughs> you blew my mind. <laughs> hey, Nightcrawler. <laughs> hey, Nightcrawler. Uh, this, I mean, like, that's, I, I already know the answer from Cassie because Cassie is uh, made of stone and has mm. no emotion. But, Michael, did this episode make it dusty in the room? Not, not most of the episode, right? But this... No, no, no. This, this portion, it was a pendulum between... <laughs> Oh man, we're really saying goodbye and like fuck this is long. He's gonna do this for everybody, and then just kept swinging between those two. The nineteenth mutant. I was like, oh my god. Oh, random. I think you were background. (laughs) Yeah, Morph was the one. He's like the one where he's like, hey, even though you've mostly been a piece of shit coward, you really, really pulled it out at the end, man. And boom, boom. (laughs) You make your powers go boom, boom. I'll never forget that. Where's big have, ears? Was it um was it Scott's that got you guys? Or was it just Ryan? No, yeah. Scott's and Jeans were both like, oh fuck, he meant these ones. Like, the rest were trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wolverine's was mostly like throwing shade. Yeah, Wolverine's you was like vile, look, animalistic loner. <laughs> you were a bitch when I met you. <laughs> you stayed a bitch while I knew you. <laughs> now you're just a piece of shit. Storm, carry my spittle onto his face <laughs> so he can feel that. But it, uh, I think Jubilee, Storm, Scott, and even Gambit. Gambit was the one. I was just like, oh, damn, Professor. I hate Gambit. Gambit was weirdly touching, and I was like, there, he's barely ever there. Like, what? Yeah, he's normally oh, stinking some bar up. I saw it coming. Like The, the second he started it, I knew what he was going to say. But yeah. rogues of like, you could never touch anyone, and yet... You've touched all of us. Nailed it. So good. He he like wrote that down years ago. He's like, well, that's a fucking gimme. (laughs) I gotta remember this one. Um, So he says goodbye to all of them. Scott's is a real like, let's fix your daddy issues moment. Like, if only I could be your father or something. Says goodbye to strong guy. Says, (laughs) your name is Guido. (laughs) That's your real name. Go back to Jersey Shore. (laughs) Put your... (laughs) But your hero name is Strong Guy. <laughs> you touched me on both parts of both the creativity of your real name and your X-Men <laughs> name. I just 
I love you so much. Bring me the furry Woody Allen. I have things to say. Um, after he says all of his goodbyes, it, he passes away, and yeah. that's when Lalandra shows up. Second too like, late, Lily. Like literally a couple seconds too late, and they're hey, like, "Guys, wouldn't it have been amazing to watch?" an actual TV show where it was too late and she could not save him. Yes. Wouldn't that, that have been great? I thought that was. I thought yeah. she was going to say goodbye and like kiss his bald head. <laughs> I thought was going to say goodbye and kiss his balls. <laughs> Mike was just a little too balls. excited to be like, I wish he was going to kiss that bald head. Oh, the uh, Londra superpower is just kissing balls, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> and Londra, you were always there to, to kiss, kiss the balls. These nuts. Kiss the balls uh, that feed you. They'll always get to do that, though, because he can only live. He does live on, but he can only live on um, uh, with her because, you know, space. alien technology. Um, and we're, we we're literally it. saying, like, his casket gets put in the spaceship. And <laughs> yeah. as he's flying away, he's like, also, Jubilee, bye! And, like, you can hear him go away. Goodbye. He's like, hey, I might not be in here body with you guys, but my spirit is all around with you. I will always be with you, deuces. He said straight up to Jubilee, Jubilee, you're the future. But Alondra's mutant power is to kiss balls, <laughs> and I have to leave. <laughs> you, have to, you understand I have to leave now, right? <laughs> you might not understand now, Jubilee. You're too young. <laughs> but in but the you'll future, know. <laughs> you will come to understand that her power is kissing balls. <laughs> And Papa has to go. <laughs> Papa Chow. Chow Papa. Papa. Need it. <laughs> I've done my time here. Papa's got to go now. Um, and that is it. That's the end of x Jazz. Yes. <laughs> we treated we it with it. the respect it deserves. <laughs> the Leewolds would be horrified how we talk about their baby. Uh, they're the ones that created so many kissing balls. Characters. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Oh, for the final time, we got to go through these awards. Uh, first one I always started off. Remember you. Thank you. Let's set the mood. Uh, most nineties thing, Ryan. What do you got? Um, most nineties thing is uh, Wolverine runs down to like somebody who's like Wolverine and Cyclops. Cyclops roll down to somebody who's about to die, and Wolverine's like, "I got this, psych." And I thought he was faking him out, like. <laughs> Uh, I I have this, but I don't. I have this psych, but like he was just saying the psychops nickname. nickname. Yeah, psych. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, but in the nineties, that's what we would say. We'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars." Psych. Psych. What a fun. You fell for it, you idiot. Mike, what do you got? Uh, a remote that can do whatever you want. I don't know. We're not gonna explain it. But here's a remote that does things. Uh, I made the one button. I don't need to explain what it is. It's this remote. It does what I needed to do. We don't have the time to get into the lore about it. Uh, for most '90s thing, I do have when we were cutting to all of the uh, mutants. It just felt like very '90s X Men to throw in a ragdoll dude to save so much money. No explanation. There's just a dude who is a ragdoll in the background because it, why not? It's something that looks different. Love it. Here for it. Um, I am gonna give that point to Mike though for random remote. Our next one is best gas blind. Mike, what do you got? My greatest enemy, and perhaps my only friend, is how Magneto describes Charles when he finds out he's dying. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, you lonely bastard? He, well, he knows he cave. has enemies. He's not sure about any friends. He has one, and he thinks 
he hates he, the one. He also fucking hates him so I much. I can relate. <laughs> Ryan, what do you got for best gas blind? Uh, my gas blind is when uh, Wolverine is just standing there saying, like, hey, we're going to do this job. And then Gene walks in to a room of a house that she lives in. And he's like, Gene? Oh, <laughs> I never truly, knew. <laughs> truly shocked that she would even dare step into this house that she lives at. Um, for best gas blind, obviously, you guys, the morph reveal. The fact that we brought back morph for the final episode. <laughs> Gasp. Even though Ryan's being a little bitch, I'm still going to give the point to him out of the kindness of my heart because this is the last one. Do it the next time, Mike. It might get you a point. We'll see. <laughs> uh, our next one is best use of power. Ryan, what do you got? I guess Shi'ar technology, which like for kissing balls. Oh man, if we get them down, <laughs> <laughs> then they will be able to do anything, whether that is kiss balls or not. It's obviously going to be kiss balls. Um, uh, Mike, do you got kiss balls? No, my best use of power is in your dying breath to be able to look a room full of people and be like, I know the perfect <laughs> sentence to say to each of you. That is so impressive. <laughs> but I think it's because he's psychic and he's just like, oh, I know. Here's what I need to say to you because that's what you're uh, thinking. Here's what I need to say to you because that's what you're thinking. How great would it have been, though, if there was like four or five more people than he thought? And it's just like, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool, you're cool. I'm, you're cool. I'm out. <laughs> Jerry Maguire him. Uh, for best use of power, I do have the power to bring somebody back to life, but then have to keep them in space. Um, only half half useful. Love it. I am gonna give that one to Mike though, because I love a petty bitch, and I love <laughs> a petty bitch who's dramatic at the end. Our next one is LVP. Mike, what do you got for it? Um, I guess it's Wolverine who both declares Xavier's dead way before he is. Forgets Gene lives with him and freaks out, complains about his hip, and is just kind of a shit the whole time. He really he really was a letdown on this one, which, out of the whole crew, surprising. There's one part where he's like, uh, how are we going to get through this wall? And Wolverine's like, I know how. And puts a claw through it, and then a whole Cyclops <laughs> blast comes through it. Like, you didn't do <laughs> shit, Wolverine. He kind of just marked this spot on a general yeah. cave that could have no, been No, right here. Could you blast right here? <laughs> Uh, Ryan, what do you got for LVP? You know what I'm going to do? Uh, he's so dumb. He tries to make a good impression of Professor X. He can't even do that. What he can, what he definitely cannot do is laugh like a normal person. It's more... <laughs> so Salacious crumb over here. <laughs> Ryan, just don't care about points in this one. I see Cassie, be for form. reals. Be for reals. Love that fucked up little guy, Ryan. Love him. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, for LVP, I do have Xavier for falling out of his chair once again, <laughs> one more time for the real fans. He did it did for you, us. Did he say <laughs> Cassie as he fell out of that chair? <laughs> <Cassie>. <laughs> this one's for her. She's going to fucking love this shit. Um, I am going to give that one to... Ryan, you threw it away, dude. You know not to bring Morph to me, so it's obviously going to go to Mike. Yeah. Obviously. You know, Cassie, living with a uh, morph, mm-hmm. Mike, every day is a <laughs> lot for me. Yeah, he only laughs like that. And the deep, dark bags under my eyes are quite morph-like. <laughs> uh, uh, that's, I love that excuse, that. No, I'm just doing a morph impression. <laughs> don't, don't worry about them. He's fucking committed to it, and you got to respect the craft. Yeah. Our final one 
MVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? When Professor X is looking around that room and he's saying, hey, uh, machine that keeps me alive, you were always a member of my family because you were like, beep, 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 beep. And he's like, hey, poster on the wall that says, we love you. Uh, that's a weird mutant power, bro, but I love how you can turn into a poster. I, I think that it proves that it's family. The MVP is family. We have Fast X coming out this week. <laughs> it's we have, time. Stands we for have Fast Xavier. <laughs> finale of x this week. It's just family. Hey, X-Men, drink some Coronas. It's time to take a break. God. Beautiful, Ryan. Uh, Mike, what do you got for MVP? I'm going to go more traditional and say it's Jean, possibly gaining MVP for the first time in her five-year run. Uh, <laughs> she walks in on idiots planning idiot shit and fixes it <gasps> and makes it a real plan. Uh, she's the one who figures out Magneto can boost mental powers. She just crushes it left and right and reminds everybody why she's a boss. She absolutely does. It would be nothing would have gotten done without her in this one. Um, for MVP, I do have Xavier though for giving Scott the daddy issue healing <laughs> that he needed, and everyone just making him feel like real champs on his way out. Um, he's a real one for that. I wait, am- Mike. Cassie's birthday is coming up. Is her birthday present that she's dying in a bed and all of her friends stand around her and she gives us one sentence about how awesome we are? Yeah, I think hers would be. What are greatest weaknesses? Our biggest insecurity before she dies. Uh, Mike, you're stupid because you suck. <laughs> oh, that's Ryan, what I've always been stu- worried about. <laughs> Ryan, you're stupid because you're butt fucking teeth. <laughs> Look forward to that. You guys, it's going to be a great birthday. Um, I am going to give that one to Ryan, though, because it is family. It's the end. It's got to come back to family. That ends our final wrap-up of X-Taz. Me, no points. Ryan, two. Me, no Mike points. three. <laughs> Me, just no points at all. Can we get, um, like, a sad violin cover of the X-Men theme song to play underneath right here? Absolutely. You know they've already done it. As we say goodbye to it, you guys, it's the saddest thing I've ever had to do. Um, and I should probably make clear, Cassie, um... The next six weeks of shows are dedicated to saying goodbye to X. <laughs> so, uh, that's exactly the amount of time I'll need, at least. I like, I I have so many thoughts, but I'm saving them all for next week when we can finally start, say start to say goodbye. I mean, listen, everybody knows how we do things here. We will drag oh. it out as long as we can. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, like we did a thing. The three of us did a thing. We watched them all, all of them. And we had a great time. We built memories as a family together. Um, don't cry. Don't, don't keep it together. <laughs> you can't. Um, that is the end of this episode, though, which means it's time to plug things. And, you know, I got to kick you guys out for this segment because um, I just can't look at your guys' faces anymore. So We're too weepy. That's out. You guys are out of here. Um, I do have uh, some big gets to help me with this outro stuff. Uh, instead of Ryan, I do, of course, have um, Puppeteer PD here to tell me about some websites. Well, hello there. I'm Puppeteer PD. I'm here to tell you about some websites. Would you like to hear from my puppets? Absolutely. Oh, I have two puppets here. And they would like to tell you about them. Puppet number one, state your name. Well, my name is George. 
This is how I talk. Oh, George, you're so hilarious. What would you like to tell us about websites? Well, I would like to tell you that Puppeteer Petey is a touchy gentleman who loves nipples. <laughs> George, get out of here. That is, I'm so sorry. I did not even invite George tonight. Shall we have George back on the microphone? George, will you behave yourself? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right, George. I'll bring you back on. But one more chance or no lollipops for the rest of the day. Okay? Okay. All right, George. Here we go. <laughs> Puppeteer Petey hates bleeding. And he hates when we bleed. All right, that's enough of George. Let's go to our other puppet that I've invited to hear. Her name is Sally the Seal. <laughs> Sally the Seal, what is your favorite type of movie? What is it rated? Or, oh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Sally the Seal, that's adorable. And what is your favorite type of Thing that a pirate would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, oh my god, that is what they say. <laughs> and also, Sally the Seal, what type of clothes do you like to wear? Please call the police. Please call the police. <laughs> okay, that's enough of Sally the Seal. I think that we've had enough puppetry for today. No, we absolutely have not, because I haven't heard about a single website from these puppets. <laughs> oh, um, ah, your puppets.co. Popfilter.co. Popfilter.co is where you should go. Uh, no more puppets. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> go there. Um, it's unfortunate you said that we, that's all the puppets we have. I have brought on more puppeteers, of course. I also have, um... Paul the Puppeteer here to tell me about some other shows on the network. Uh, Paul, welcome to the pod. Hello. Thank you for having me here tonight. <laughs> I'm the swanky Paul. lounge puppeteer. It gets a little blue. Mm? Like this puppet's balls. He's very horny. <laughs> What's that puppet's name? Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> Perfect. That fits. <laughs> Ronald, say Hello. I'm only hoarding because you carved me that way. Shut up, Ronald. <laughs> These puppets are really sharing a lot. I did not expect this. Oh, puppets are the most truthful creatures there are. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are just learning that. And let mm -hmm. me tell you, it's a wild time. Yes. Well, what did you want me and Ronald Show to talk about? Some other shows. You know, another podcast you maybe listen to mm. besides Superhero Show Show. I love listening to Puppet Monthly, the monthly podcasts for mm -hmm. puppeteers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All kinds of neat carving tricks and tips, voice how much, work. How much do they talk about the balls on that one? What was Ronald's voice? <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> and of course, there's also... Shut up! Shut up! Shut up. <coughs> there's also... Superhero, wait, this is a superhero show, show, isn't it? There's also a movie of the year. Uh, they're going through 2002. I like that show. I like 2002 movies. They had they had really great points about sexuality back in 2000. Shut up, Ronald. Shut up, Ronald. I do always tell your puppet to shut up so much. Yes, that's part of the act. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I get it. I, it. It does get a little blue. I see. 
those are the shows. I don't know. Fuck off. Love those shows. <laughs> those are great. Thank you so much for sharing your craft with us. Um, we also got an email. It's contact at popfilter.co. You can hit us up on social media. We are at your pop filter. Um, next week, we are going to have a big episode because it's the final episode of The Flash. We're focusing on it. We're going to do it. We're covering it for the main event. Also, American Board Chinese premieres on Disney+, Plus, and we are going to be looking back on X-Men to completion, you guys. So be sure to catch up for that. <laughs> or Wait, I'm so sorry, Cassie. Uh, yeah. This is Ryan. Yeah. I'm back up upstairs. <laughs> I have no puppets, by the way. Uh, you said you? we watched X-Men to completion? Yep. We're looking back <laughs> on watching X-Men to completion. <laughs> That's but, what I have here. That's hold what on. We're who is, who's, who's this gentleman up here? <laughs> I'm Peter, and this is Ronald. And Ronald also wants to come to completion. <laughs> oh, man. Cassie. Fucking puppets, dude. I can never have puppets you... in here again. So you ask us to leave to just have puppets on here? I thought it would be fun, okay? It seemed like a fun thing to have, and I, I made a mistake. I'm here to tell you all that I made a mistake. Can I ask you one thing uh, real quick? What is grosser, his puppet or his eyebrows right now? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> the eyebrows. Thank you so much for bringing attention to him. What is his eyebrows? <laughs> They're fucked up, bro. Well, like I said, for Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. And for Caitlin, I am me. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye.